well, it's been a long time uh, in this province and in this city before we got ride-hailing, and I think generally it's been a success. Some folks may not like it, the taxi industry specifically, but generally speaking, just based on people's um, user ability, they do like ride-hailing. Now, uh, under a new proposal from City Hall, the fees for ride-hailing are about to go up per trip. Now, presently, um, if you are starting or ending your trip in the Metro Core uh, when it comes to ride-hailing, uh, the fee is $30 for non-zero emission vehicles and 15, sorry, 30 cents per trip for non-zero emission vehicles and 15 cents for zero emission vehicles. So moving forward, they're going to raise those rates to 25 cents for zero emission vehicles and 50 cents um, for uh, non-zero emission vehicles uh, starting in January 1st, 2024. Uh, those rate increases will make Vancouver the probably the most expenses, expensive, highest uh, ride-hailing fees uh, charged in Canada. Uh, and also those fees... Um, currently are applied between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Uh, city staff are now looking to extend the duration from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and it's expected to raise about $3 million in extra uh, revenue for the city. Now compare that to other uh, jurisdictions, 43 cents in Toronto, that's total, 21 in Ottawa, 45 uh, in Calgary, 30 in Edmonton, and 30 cents in Winnipeg as well, uh, which means Vancouver uh, would be significantly higher in regards to those fees. So what is happening and why do we need to be charging uh, these extra fees for ride hailing? Joining me now to talk a little bit about the issue is Pete Fry. He's a Green Party Vancouver City Councillor. Pete, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Jeff. Happy to be here. Uh, why this need for a fee hike? Yeah, I've, I've been hearing folks uh, call it uh, Ken Sims road tax. Um, I'm not uh, sure that it's entirely on, on, on Ken at this point, though. I, I think that it does reflect, I think probably, you know, on the whole, also that we're looking at finding new revenue sources to, to offset the tax increase. So the otherwise contemplated property tax increase. And these are some of the suite of... <clears throat> new revenue tools that staff have come back with. And I would say that this ride-hailing uh, increase, the Ken Sim road tax, also kind of goes hand-in-hand with the increase in parking permit fees. So uh, if we're we're raising parking permit costs uh, in the downtown core, et cetera, that uh, this sort of complements that same thing so that we're, we're not disadvantaging sort of one sector over the other. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if people start to park less, and then we generate less parking revenue because they're using more ride hail. So I, I think that that's sort of how they, they, they figure these things out in tandem. Uh, are you supportive of it? Or do you think that the ride failing fees should remain where they're, where they're at now, where they're, where they're at right now, which is 25, um, uh, 15 cents for zero emission vehicles every time somebody gets a, takes a ride in an Uber or Lyft and uh, 30 uh, cents for uh, those traveling within the Metro core? You know, Jazz, I've long uh, maintained that we we do have to sort of pay for the private use of public space. And so I, I was also supportive of exploring some kind of, you know, uh, citywide parking permit system for those similar reasons, recognizing that they do come at a cost of maintaining our road, especially as we see increased amount of traffic and use of the road. It, it does come at a cost, and we have to factor that in somehow. So to the specifics of this, is it the best timing within the, the kind of envelope of, of overall inflation and stuff? Probably not. But I do recognize that this is in direct response to uh, the mayor's request to find ways to offset the tax increase. And so finding new revenue generating tools, and this is one of the things that staff have come back with. 
So I expect that it probably will pass with ABC because this is kind of what they asked for. Uh, and I, 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 I won't be singling it out and, you know, voting against it necessarily because it's, I don't think that's going to be effective anyway if it's sort of the will of the majority. Um, the reason I ask that question is simply because, you know, obviously there's going to be surge pricing, but generally ride-hailing is cheaper than taxis. Taxis have their place as well uh, within the broader transportation system, just as ride-hailing does, just as buses do, just as transit does, just as single vehicle, just as cycling does. But one of the advantages of ride-hailing is that generally outside of rush hour or surge pricing, it's generally viewed as efficient and generally cheaper as well compared to regular taxis. Why do we want to continue to drive up prices when it is, there is a different type of transportation system? It seems to work, seems to be popular, certainly by ridership and numbers. Why mess with that? Because it is quite efficient and it is cheaper at the end of the day for the average consumer. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, I would say that there's there may be a degree of level setting between ride-hailing and, and traditional taxi services, but also acknowledging that the costs of transit are also going up. So public transit costs are, are going up at the same time and kind of in a comparable rate. And not that that's a direct kind of uh, requisition from city tax revenues per se, or, or even the purview of the city of Vancouver, um, recognizing that that I think it's a, about achieving a balance. And I think on the whole, the, the proposed increases to the ride-hailing fees probably aren't going to dissuade folks from necessarily uh, using ride-hailing, and it's probably still going to come in at, at less expensive than, than taxis, accepting uh, surge pricing. So I, I, I think it's it's probably not going to be as big a hit on on ride-hailing as a, as a service. I think we'll probably see the numbers stay uh, uh, consistent in growth uh, rather than, than sort of any kind of plateau or even decrease in ride-hailing usage. As a result, and I think you know, recognizing that this is a tool that uh, the mayor has requested, looking for ways to offset uh, the tax increase that we're otherwise contemplating. So, we know, for instance, the original tax, the contemplated tax increase was going to be nine something, and and it's been brought down to seven point six percent as a direct result of some of these new tools, not the least of which is is the ride hailing fee increase, which is adding a, a good nut to the to the, the, the new revenue that's going to offset the property tax increase. Mm-hmm. And just to confirm, as I was saying, right now it's $0.15 cents for zero-emission vehicles per ride, $0.15, cents and then $0.30 cents for those within the metro core, and it'll go up to $0.25 cents for zero-emission vehicles, then end to $0.50 cents, uh, for those in the metro core. So it goes up by uh, about $0.10 cents for the zero-emission vehicles per ride, and about $0.20 cents, uh, for those in the metro core. Uh, they're also increasing the, the time when these fees will be charged, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., which is presently. Then it'll go to 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. under the new rules, and that would generate about $3 million in additional annual revenue by um, 2025. Um, the broader question, Pete, is, uh, you know, the property tax increase of 7.6% on top of a double-digit increase uh, the year prior. Um, are we, after this next increase that's coming in for 2024, can we assume, hope, uh, that the any future property tax increase would be more um, it would be very similar to what we had pre-COVID in the the two three or potentially even four percent instead of these big hikes of seven point six and you know double digit increases from the year before or, or or is this the new norm for the city of Vancouver for the next little while? I mean, we are we are struggling with fixed costs that are include sort of wage settlements and you know and then 
big council directions like the hiring of, of 100 police officers and the, the hiring of the mental health nurses, which is yet to really come to full fruition. So those are going to ultimately drive further increases, I would say, uh, on the tax revenue. And the, and the other big one is our infrastructure deficit. I was just asking questions in the budget session earlier about what we're seeing as a, as a clear sort of erosion of our of our major road networks uh, to the point that they're that our maintenance of them is not keeping pace with this sort of degrade, degradation. And this is driven by climate change, buses, and, and, and heavier electric vehicles, and just general usage. Uh, and so we're going to have to look to uh, invest more than we're doing right now in road uh, maintenance infrastructure. And, and, you know, this is preemptive for, for things like potholes and, and uneven surfaces that anybody who drives through the city of Vancouver will immediately go, oh, yeah, that's... That's a that's a thing, and and why did so we the get here? Is, why did we get here, Pete? I mean, I mean, this should be just what you're saying. I don't disagree with, but why did we? Why does it yeah, have to get here well, where we go? Oh, I got to spend more money. Well, why why did we pull back on? Which one would argue? That's exactly what city's supposed to do. I'm going back to my 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 uh, soapbox of yeah, and, going back to basics. And potholes is one of them. A hundred percent. Yeah, and I and I don't want to you know pass the buck and blame previous administrations that artificially kept taxes low at the expense of infrastructure renewal, but that is a big reason why we're here. You know, there's a standard metric, and bearing in mind that, you know, cities like Vancouver and like New Westminster, we're older cities, we're the oldest cities in the, in the region, and we have the oldest infrastructure. So we have a lot of aged out, decrepit infrastructure. Uh, we recently had a sinkhole in a, re- in a neighborhood park by me, and they opened it up, and it was the result of an old uh, water pipe that was built, believe it or not, with with metal bands and wood uh, two by sixes to create this this water main pipe, I couldn't believe it uh, that it was still standing. But nonetheless, it was built with wood and, and, and metal ties like a cooperage. So my point being that we do have this aged infrastructure, and that we have you know in the past chronically underinvested in it. The standard rule of thumb is to do at least one to one and a half percent of of infrastructure every year as part of the capital expenditure, and that wasn't happening for you know the better part of a decade to two plus. So we this is a, a bit of a case of chickens coming home to roost. And um, the reality is, is that the, the, the level of services and infrastructure that Vancouverites expect and, and, sh- and should expect um, has to be paid for somewhere. And, and we're seeing on top of that, the increasing downloading from, you know, senior orders of government that, that see us investing in things like public mental health nurses, which has never been the purview of of a local government, yet here we are contemplating a, a significant investment in in a public health infrastructure need that is supposed to be, you know, a, a, the provincial government responsibility. But at the same time, the people of Vancouver are really demanding some kind of action on on that particular issue, and so we constantly are are struggling with uh, the fact that local governments across British Columbia don't have the the finance tools to pay for a lot of this this aging infrastructure in any other way than, than property taxes and fees. So it's either like a ride-hailing fee or a property tax increase, but we, we don't have tools. We don't have an income tax kind of draw. We don't have uh, those kind of same tools that the senior orders of government have to, to fund infrastructure and renewal. Hmm. Pete, uh, thank you always for your time. Look forward uh, to chatting with you very soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jess.